you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans, and welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Ben Samperio of Chavez Ravine Themes, and with me is Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential and now substitute teacher Jeff Snyder. Yeah, yeah, my first day as a substitute teacher today, so... Uh yeah, I guess I'm multifaceted. Uh, I'm a man of many talents, I guess. You fit in. Uh, Andrew Friedman might be looking for you uh, for a utility role. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Andrew Friedman, we're going to talk a little bit about him in, the, in today's show and his comments about how the Dodgers are approaching this offseason. And then we are going to talk about uh, something that floated around on Twitter. If you had to choose one baseball game to show someone that is not into baseball in order to try to get them into baseball, which game would that be? But before all that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play a podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, Jess. So Andrew Friedman was on uh, MLB Network Radio and he talked about the Dodgers offseason plans. He's talked about it a few times. Didn't say much different than uh, what he's previously said. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play the audio for you now, and then we'll come back, and, and then we'll be here to talk about it after. So here's Andrew Friedman. Well, obviously I can't talk about specific um, players, but, I mean, your point is a fair one, and I think it's a little bit of a misperception in that we don't have, like, a cold – calculated number and it can't go a dollar over you know we try to get creative in deals and structure them in different ways whether it's a free agent deal or a trade deal and not just box ourselves into either having to get one specific player or having one specific contract structure or trade idea you know we try to have as many options as we possibly can and by having as many options as you can it increases the chances Jim as you well know Lining up on trades are really difficult. Lining up on, you know, free agent signings are really difficult. And so, you know, having as many different options and, you know, I guess outs, uh, to use a poker phrase, I guess just having as many of those as you can uh, just increases your chances of lining up on something. And so I do think that, you know, our mindset for the most part is being aggressive. And, you know, there's someone who wrote something about us being interested in, you know, a star player a couple weeks ago and asked, hey, can I get confirmation on this? I said, look, I can't speak to an individual player, but I think it's always safe to assume that if there is a, you know, star type, you know, top of the roster type player available, we're going to pursue it. And it doesn't always work for us within whatever constraints we have or timing of, where our roster is, et cetera, but we're always going to run out the play. Um, and our mindset is to continue to do that. And, you know, I feel like 
you know, having those things in place with the roster we have, the prospect depth that we have, and also some financial flexibility, I think that combination, you know, just puts us in a good position to, you know, hopefully capitalize on something meaningful. All right, Jeff. So initial thoughts on what Friedman said or what you want to talk about regarding what he said. Yeah, um, as far as what he actually said, like you said, there's not a whole lot new there. Um, it, Andrew Friedman is pretty good at the non-answer. Uh, it's something he and Dave Roberts have in common. Uh, you know, giving a big, long answer that doesn't really say anything. Um, but I, what I've found interesting is how many people have, have decided that Friedman's statement, which was, we're going to be in on everybody who's good, uh, was some sort of code phrase for we're not going to be in on anybody. Uh, and, and I think it's just a defense mechanism at this point. Like, uh, it, it's kind of the same mindset of when the team is having a great regular season and all you can think about is too bad they're going to choke in October um, instead of in, enjoying it in the moment. I think it's that same kind of defense mechanism of uh, preparing yourself, don't want to get your hopes up that the Dodgers are going to sign any of the big free agents. Uh, and, and so you just kind of be a negative Nelly about it. And, and for me, like, I don't know, I, we've talked about this a little bit before. I don't think the Dodgers get enough credit for the off season of 2016, 17. Um, was that the year that they re-signed their three free agents? After yes. 2016. After 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the fact is that offseason, the Dodgers signed basically the three best free agents on the market. You could quibble if Jansen or Aroldis Chapman was the best closer. Uh, you know, it, so realistically, Chapman was one of the four best uh, free agents, but the Dodgers only needed one closer. They signed one of the two best closers, the best starting pitcher on the market, and the best infielder on the market they just all happen to have played for the Dodgers the year before and I don't think that means that they don't deserve credit for signing them uh and and for me a lot of what it boils down to is uh from what we can tell the Dodgers made the biggest annual average value offer to Bryce Harper last year and he chose to go with the overall contract value instead and for me personally I'm really glad the Dodgers aren't going to be paying uh, Bryce Harper still when I am eligible for the senior citizen discount at Sizzler. Um, you know, I, I'm glad the Dodgers didn't sign Harper for 13 years. I wish Harper had said, yeah, I wouldn't mind having a four-year contract with the highest AAV and go back on the market at age 30. And I think that's legitimate play that the Dodgers made for Harper. It didn't work. And, you know, that's Harper's choice. We, we got to remember that the players have choices in these things. And so, uh, you know, obviously these guys on the market this offseason are different than Bryce Harper was, uh, different than Zach Granke was at his time. And, and so who knows what sort of offers they're going to make, who knows what the guys are going to be looking for. Uh, but to just kind of assume that the Dodgers aren't even going to try to sign any of these big names, I think there's zero evidence to support that. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I don't think these people – Sometimes don't think that they're not going to try, and I just don't think that they are going to get them, which is, you know, semantics, I suppose. Um, 
you know, I feel like I'm a little bit in the boat of maybe that defense mechanism because you know, I, I don't know. I honestly don't think they're going to do, they're going to sign any of the big free agents. Um, not entirely because of their fault, just because, you know, they have their parameters set and they're not one to stray from that. And if other teams uh, end up, you know, passing or throwing ridiculous money around, kind of how we saw last offseason, I don't think the Dodgers are going to go out of their way to do that. But, you know, not to knock the team or anything. That's just how it is. That's just how they operate. And, it, you know, at this point, it's fine. Um, would I like to see them get a little, you know, stupid sometimes? Maybe. But so far, um, none of it's really worked against them too bad. Uh, there's not, you know, any player that they haven't signed or something that ended up biting them. So, you know, they're going to stick to their plan, and that's fine. And we're going to see. We're going to keep talking about it until something happens, and who knows how long that's going to take. Uh, but we're going to be here talking about it regardless. Yeah. One comment I saw on Twitter uh, that's indicative of what I was talking about. I'm not going to call out who tweeted it. Uh, it's not somebody who follows me. I don't think they follow you. I don't know. Um, but he or she said in response to the, the audio clip of that we just played of Friedman talking, said, Friedman, please stop tiptoeing around it. This isn't Kansas City. You can get any free agent you want every offseason. If you don't plan on signing anyone, then don't give us hope. Uh, that, that's the kind of comments I'm talking about that, you know, they think that Friedman saying we're going to try to sign guys is actually his way of saying we're not going to sign anybody. We're not going to try. Um, you, you don't plan on signing anybody. You know, I, I liked what Friedman said. You know, yeah, I think, again, like I said, he didn't say anything new, um, but he was talking about how, we're not going to put all our – he didn't name any names. But he was basically saying we're not going to put all our eggs in the Anthony Rondon basket. We're going to look into Josh Donaldson, and we're going to look into trading for Francisco Lindor and, and all these things and, you know, basically keeping the options open because if you do put all your eggs in one basket and then that player decides not to sign with you, then you are out of luck. Yeah, that's uh... – you know, like I said, we'll, we'll play the waiting game along with everyone else. All right, that will do it for our Freedman talk. We are going to have a discussion about which baseball game we would show a non-baseball fan. Um, and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure we have way different answers on this one. But before we get to that, Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. Right now, for $20 off a suitcase, you can visit awaytravel.com slash lockdown and use promo code lockdown during checkout for that $20 discount. If you're listening on the go and you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from our Lockdown sponsors at lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. All right, uh, let's get into our obscure former Dodger of the Day. No real rhyme or reason, but I did find a guy I'm able to connect back to a little bit to myself. And this, I searched 2012 Dodgers. I found a random guy, and I was able to connect it. Um, I'm continuing my streak of finding guys that spent their last MLB game in a Dodgers uniform. And this guy is Matt Trainer. Matt Trainer was is a catcher. He played with the Marlins and the Tigers and the Rangers and the Royals before coming to the Dodgers uh, in 2012, played in 36 games, had a 5.63 OPS, so not great at all. Um, but he was never much of a hitter, anyways. 
really don't remember much about him in 2012. I don't think he had any standout moments. Uh, the biggest standout for him for me is that he is married to Misty May, uh, a.k.a. Misty May trainer, who was an Olympic champion in beach volleyball and who went to Long Beach State. So, Matt Trainer, I got him back to Long Beach State, which is where I went. Uh, but not much else. He's pretty obscure in the sense of obscure former Dodger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's definitely obscure other than he, he's one of the few Major League Baseball players you could say uh, his wife is undoubtedly more famous than him. Uh, you know, Nomar Garcia Parra, it's probably close. Um, and there's a few like that, but uh, not many where the wife is undoubtedly more famous. And Matt Trainer definitely fits that bill. I saw him play when he was in the minors with the Rangers playing for the Frisco Rough Riders back in, I don't know, 2010-ish maybe. Um, yeah, that's yeah. all I can think of about Matt Trainer. Uh, all I knew about him was Misty May too. So. Yeah. All right, so you would not show a non-baseball fan Matt Trainer highlights uh, if you wanted to get them into baseball. Uh, I'm not sure where it's originated from on Twitter. I've just saw it a few times and it stuck with me. And it's, you know, if you had to show a non-baseball fan one baseball game in order to get them to become a fan, which game would that be? Uh, I already know my pick is not going to be anywhere near Jeff's. Uh, but, Jeff, I'm going to let you go first anyways. Okay. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of my thought process. Uh, and some of it will boil down to, like, it might depend on the person, what I knew about the person. Um, for example... Uh, if I knew that they were a fan of a different sport, uh, you know, that might uh, affect what I was going for. Uh, so a couple of the games I was thinking about were games that were relatively quick games. Uh, because, Like, as much fun as I had at Game 3 of the 2018 World Series, uh, I would not show somebody a seven-hour game saying, this is the sport you should like. Uh, even though it, it was awesome at parts. Um, and so I was thinking about uh, Clayton Kershaw's no-hitter. Uh, that that was one that I considered. It was just under three hours. There was enough offense uh, by the Dodgers. They scored eight runs. Uh, you know, obviously it was something historic. I ended up not going with that one for two reasons. One, there wasn't a single home run hit, and I feel like you got to have at least one home run uh, if you're going to hook a fan. And I didn't. I don't want to get their hopes too far up with this is a no hitter and this happens a lot because they don't happen a lot. Uh, another one I thought about was uh, my first game as a Dodger season ticket holder, which was Opening Day 2013, which was the game that Kershaw hit the home run to lead off the bottom of the eighth inning. That game was only two hours and 25 minutes. Uh, it was a great pitching duel between Kershaw and Matt Cain. Uh, you know, there was the big home run by Kershaw, uh, you know, a, a lot of great things there. Uh, but again, it was, you don't want to kind of get uh, a pitcher hitting a home run is so rare that you don't want to hook a, a new fan on that. And so the game I finally decided on, I think, uh, actually doesn't fit the bill of being short. Uh, it was three hours and 54 minutes long. Uh, but it started on a Sunday afternoon, and so, uh, you know, it's not like the kids had to get to bed or anything. Uh, and the game I went with was August 4th of 2019, the Dodgers walk-off win over the Padres 
that was Max Muncy's uh, walk-off double or triple, whatever you want to call it, to score Corey Seager. Uh, from actually scored two guys. Seager scored from first with the winning run. Uh, things I liked about that game that I think would draw in a fan. There were four, I think, four lead changes in the game. There was a lot of offense. Twenty-one total runs scored. There were what five home runs hit. Uh, there's a walk-off. There was just a lot of offense. And I think even though I love pitchers' duels, uh, partly because I was a pitcher, uh, I think if you're trying to hook a new fan, you'd rather go with offense than with uh, than with pitching. And uh, that game, you know, Chris Paddock got knocked out early, got lit up by the Dodgers a little bit. Dodgers beat one of the best closers in the league, Kirby Yates. Uh, just a lot, a lot in that game that I think, uh, I, I wish it hadn't gone four hours. If that game was three hours and 15 minutes and everything else was the same, it would be a no brainer for me. The length might make me question it, but I think that's the game I would go with or something very similar to that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the one I picked is similar to that where there's a lot of runs, lead changes and all that. You better not say it. It, I have to. I mean, that's realistically. You, you that's how you sucker them in with entertainment. And that game was, uh, you know, for what it's worth, it was entertaining. Game five, World Series, off you say this. 2017. Uh, you know, a lot of people are. <laughs> a lot of people have short attention spans, and that game, you know, had runs in just about. Uh, it only went two innings without scoring runs. There was a lot of home runs, five or six home runs. And, you know, it wasn't a well-pitched game, obviously. But uh, if I want to show someone a game and how to get excited and get into it where they have no rooting interest yet, unfortunately, this is a game I'm going to show them. Uh, there's a, I'm sure there's a bunch of games similar to that that I could show that I could have picked a random, uh, you know, game in July. of Maybe one that wasn't played in a baby stadium? Yeah. But, you Man, know, you're getting I, me I angry how, here, Vince. <laughs> I know how people are, and I know how – uh, entertainment value is and you know watching that game as a fan was obviously fun for a little bit not fun but fun uh, watching it if I wasn't a fan I would have been completely into that game as a fan of you know baseball just because all the lead changes and all the you know excitement although you know if it's not a purist game but uh, that's the game I would go with just because you know I know how to hook people in and then you know you hook people in with that and then you give them a game that's zero zero to the ninth inning, and then who knows if they're gonna stick around. But at least you got them hooked in that one time. Yeah, here's my issue I'd, with that choice, and I, I respect your I I respect your choice. I suspected you might pick that one. Um, you know, and I've I've told you this before. Even if the Dodgers had won that game, I would have hated that game because to me that game didn't feel like baseball. It was you know there's 330 foot pop ups going over the baby fence in left field. There's, you know, just, it, it was just garbage, especially now that we know that the Astros are cheating too. It's like, you know, I, I just didn't feel like that was a baseball game. Like it wasn't, I, I, w- I would worry if I showed somebody that game and said, here's baseball. And then they watched another game. They'd be like, this isn't anything like what you showed me the other time. You know, like I, that game didn't feel like baseball to me, even if the Dodgers had won it. It, it wouldn't even be anywhere near the top of my f- list of favorite games because it didn't feel like baseball. I hated it. 
Yeah, it'd be a bait and switch on my end, but uh, you know that's why the other part, the other ones I thought of were any games with brawls. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it would be a sleazy car salesman way of going about it. But you know, if that if my goal was to hey say hey I'm interested in baseball after watching one game, then I'm gonna go the sleazy car salesman way. And I'm gonna have a fight. Or I'm gonna have what happened in game five. Yeah, one thing I liked about about the game I picked is. Uh, it didn't mean anything. The Dodgers were up by 16 games going into the game. So the game was meaningless. It was a Sunday afternoon game. It was kind of a rivalry game, but only if you're a Padres fan, you know, it was, it was, there was nothing special about the game and yet it was extremely fun to watch. Like, I, I don't know if I could pick any postseason game because there's such a different energy there. And there's already plenty of people who, pay attention to baseball in October, not any other time. If I'm trying to make a real baseball fan, I'd want to show them a game, show them, hey, look, this crazy long season of 162 games, even a meaningless game in August uh, can be awesome and exciting and watching, you know, the the team celebrate the walk-off and everything. For me, that's that's more real baseball uh, your your chances are better making a lifelong fan if you can get them hooked on a game like that than if you're just relying on the emotion of the postseason and all that. Yeah, yeah we went different ways about it, but uh, yeah, I, I respect your choice. Yeah. It's just wrong. We finally have that's, something you know we disagree on a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good for show you know, banter. Yeah, I respect your right to be wrong <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> all right, uh, Jeff, you got any parting words? Um. No, uh, we didn't touch on any Thanksgiving things today, but I think we will tomorrow since tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yes, true. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Locked on Dodgers. We'll be back tomorrow with a Thanksgiving-centric episode unless something else happens, but I highly doubt it, so it'll probably be Thanksgiving-centric. Remember, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, whatever you use, wherever you think we sound best. If that doesn't happen to be Apple, but you have an iPhone or an iPad or something with Apple on it, please subscribe on there as well. If you like the show, please show us. Tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about us, post on Instagram about us, uh, you know, send a link about us to one of your friends or to a group chat or something. Uh, Word of mouth is still the best way to go about with some of this stuff. And please, please, please rate and review us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast if they have ratings and reviews. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnDodgers. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. You can find me at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave a voicemail or shoot us a text with you know questions, comments, concerns, ideas for episodes... You can do so at 323-863-LOCK. That's 323-863-5625. Or you can shoot us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in the car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant?
Bye.